Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the froth. A place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable. A spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband, Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer wife, Shan Harris. That's Rosie, a dog. And this is... Yesterday's non-news today. This week's podcast was recorded in our basement in London. Our special guest is Lloyd Langford, who joins us remotely from Australia, and Barry is producing. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. The headlines this week. Good morning, Vidal Sassoon. Special guest Lloyd Langford leaves the hairdresser looking like he stepped straight out of the Vietnam War. <laughs> Former EastEnders star Nick Berry in really shit low budget lockdown Aladdin remake. Nick Berry goes to the tip carrying an old lamp. Was that, hang on, was that meant to be the... It was meant to be the EastEnders <laughs> EastEnders. Former EastEnders star Nick Berry. That's better. Really shit low budget lockdown Aladdin remake. See? Nick Berry goes to the tip carrying an old lamp. Right. Um, let me get the music in my head. Like, here comes the gig. Here comes the gig. Do you want it or f***ing what? Rod gets really aggressive offer to do a gig at some random bloke's wedding in the lobby of a travel lodge in the middle of the night. So, what, the wedding was in a lobby of the of the travel no, lodge? Oh, you know very well. We've recorded the episode, the really aggressive <laughs> offer, where the random bloke was made in the lobby of the travel lodge in the middle of the night. The wedding, I have no idea, because I didn't do it. Surprise, surprise. Spoiler alert. You say potato, I say human toe. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, and then call the police out to investigate the mystery of the toe that turns out to be a potato. A woman calls police when she finds a human toe in a field. But yes, you guessed it, it was a potato. I don't think anyone would guess what you what the heck you're talking I don't about. Really know what I'm on. I think I've lost it a bit. Alright, this will get it back. This headline will get it back. How fit is that baby in the paper? Woof woof! Look, that's a baby, not a dog. <laughs> go, 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 go. 
What? what gurgle, is, gurgle. Well, what does the baby do? So <laughs> so much about kids, you know. Gurgle, <laughs> gurgle. <laughs> How fit is that baby in the paper? Lloyd's local paper holds fit baby competition. Weird. And those are the headlines. Before we get Mr. Lloyd, aka Lloyd Langford, on as our special guest, all the way from uh, Melbourne, Australia, let's uh, let's have a look at the social media. I suppose we've had another email. Mm. <laughs> we had one, yeah. New feature idea. All right. Good afternoon, Sean, Rosie, and Rod. This is from a Mike G. Okay. Right? I am really enjoying the podcast. And as a long-time listener from the Radio Wales days, brackets, I once vented my spleen to you over the grammatically incorrect way each episode was introduced while I was overjoyed. Which I was overjoyed was eventually put right. Close brackets. Do you remember this? Rings a bell, I am very happy to see the person in her own right has become a full-time addition. That's me. Uh, anyway... I can't remember. Does he, does he elaborate? He doesn't. That? No, he doesn't. does ring a bell. I know. Anyway, I shan't bore you with any more niceties, as I can hear Rod saying, get on with it, and sighing extravagantly as it is. Well, he's wrong, actually, because I hadn't started oh, yet. Oh, you've already done that a lot right. today. No, I've been it. Uh, <laughs> my idea for a new feature is frothing at the mouth. We've, we've, we've launched that one. Have you? Mm, not sure. Which is where you get blamed or admonished for something you haven't done, or didn't mean to do. A scrape, if you will. <laughs> a scrape, if you will. <laughs> right? Uh, okay, has he got an example? I once got accused of stealing a job lot of microwaves from a campsite when I was 14, <laughs> when all I wanted to do was buy some bourbons. Some bourbons? Bourbons. What, biscuits? Yeah. Right. I would be intrigued to hear what similarly awkward situations... Why, why, how, you can't just let that story... I was 14. <laughs> who's going to accuse a 14... Looking around the room going, come on, who is it? Who's, stick, who's taking a lorry load of microwaves? <laughs> From did. a campsite? You Little Timmy. <laughs> oh, do you, 14? You're, you, Mike G. You, huh? His oh, name yeah, is Mike, Mike G. G. Mike G's probably changed his name now. G's a gangster. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't point the finger at a 14-year-old boy. What? So the microwave's gone missing. You're not going to think of a 14-year-old, do you? Probably. Why would a 14-year-old Well, you want? worked in Curry's career. Yeah, I know, but have you a, had, not, I wasn't 14. Have you had any um, experience with 14-year-old boys stealing microwaves? No, nobody has. <laughs> it's not what 14-year-old boys do, is it? Steal microwaves. <laughs> no? No. What, what do, do they do? What do they do with them? I don't know. Show off. You could give them as gifts. You Got could me. give them to... Lovers. I'm going to start signing in a minute. Okay. I would be intrigued to hear what similarly awkward situations your other listeners may have got into. Well, I just, I'd be intrigued to hear just the end of your own story, mate. <laughs> I want him what to tell happened? us more details. Yeah, well, I want to know what happened. All the well. best. Why did they blame him? A 14 year old. <laughs> Mike, Mikey G. <laughs> get back in touch, big man. Yeah. Let us know what happened. Yeah, okay. Is that the end of the bloody correspondence? Yeah. Right. Good. On with the show. Time now to introduce all the way from Melbourne, Australia, Woo! weighing in at about 12 and a half stone. He's had a haircut that makes him look like he's just come back from Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Shaved all the way up the sides. Yeah, you, hell, yeah, you have, Lloyd. Weird, Lloyd Langford. What have you done? To, honestly. Why have you shaved the sides? All right, Forrest. It's called a feed. What? 
It's called a fade. It's intentional. What? There's a name to it. It's called a fade. Well, is that what they told I went you? To, I went to go for a haircut and my <laughs> normal hairdresser was still on holiday. Normal hairdresser. And so right, my, regular, my regular barber. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it is different. I could tell it's not your regular barber. I could see. <laughs> I could see that. You haven't been to your regular barber. It's an right? irregular cut. I, I would say you have been marched in to a, some kind of institutional barber. <laughs> with a big it could fan. Could be army, name <laughs> somewhere. With a, Mer- big, <laughs> with a big fan going on the top, like yeah. like in Vietnam. Yeah. 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 I, I see you. Sat you, down. You've been in Vietnam or somewhere, Cambodia, Laos, something like that maybe. An institutionalized. Yeah. You've been marched in to some, some kind of correctional facility or something. <laughs> they've marched you in, sat you down, intense heat, flies buzzing, and they've Big gone fan. for they've gone for a militarized sort of institutionalized shaved up the sides Lloyd were you given like a pile of sheets to go and make your bed really tidily straight afterwards <laughs> did you did you did, did you have to either shout or sing what you wanted like go, I would like a shot back inside <laughs> <laughs> did they march you in there like I'm you? really short on the sides <laughs> well I went into the the barbers and the barber was cutting the hair of a 60-year-old Chinese woman who had, like, a bowl haircut. Yeah, yeah. They, on these bases, they'll have to do everyone. They'll do all the staff. They'll do everyone, yeah. And then I said, <laughs> can I get a haircut? And he sort of looked at me and went, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that should have been your first alarm bell. That's that, that's the first point where you should have turned around. Okay. Lloyd. Where's the next alarm bell coming? <laughs> that's not Vidal Sassoon. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Did you say, I'll have what she's having? Well, also, like I, he did a bit of um, he did a bit of shaving. So he he had a open razor blade at one point, and I I, tr- I trusted him implicitly. Now I'm thinking yeah. that that was possibly a mistake. An open razor blade. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a game of Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the last helicopter cage. out to Saigon. <laughs> I said to the guy, look, I want number three on the sides. And then we That's got into a bizarre... That's not a number three on the sides. That's not yeah, three. we got into a bizarre sort of haggle <laughs> where I compromised at one and a half. What was the haggle? You said, I want, a, you want a, I want a number three, you said. He said, I want to shave you bald all over. <laughs> and then you, you met in the middle somewhere. Why do barbers always want to go shorter than you want to? I've heard this a lot. Is this a thing with, with men? Well, it's also thirty odd degrees at the moment, so I, I'm right. I'm grateful for it. I think he saw which way the w- metaphorical wind and actual wind was not blowing, yeah. and then was like, "You need, you need he a saw which cut. way the metaphorical wind was not blowing." Yeah, <laughs> he what, was like, what? "It's it's too hot for a three. <laughs> I really enjoy having a stranger touch my head. Do you? Yeah, me too. Actually. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I, well, I don't it, like it. The sink bit is the best bit. I don't like one. It's like in the street or something. Or like on a tube. On a bus. The person behind you on the bus. Not like a head count. When you're getting a (laughs) when you're getting a haircut, when they like take you over to the sink and then start messing around with your scalp, it's really nice. Massaging. I've had that for years. Oh, it's so nice. I I used to go to a to a hairdresser where I got all that. It was like sort of twenty seven quid a haircut or something. And I realised, hang on a minute, I can get exactly the same haircut but without without that nice bit for like eleven up the road. Yeah. Or you can get get like Lloyd did, just joined the army and got a free one. Does your hair cost (laughs) eleven pounds? Yeah. Wow. Does it 11? Yeah. Guess how much well, women's cost. Th- thir- 13, I, I normally give them £2 tip. 
<laughs> I don't go. To, I don't go to fifteen. <laughs> no, God. Do you know what the problem? That's one of the problems of being in the public eye. You got to tip big. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, you have to. I once tried to... That's why I've always stayed under the radar. Uh, I once tried to tip in our hair. You know the hairdressers we used to go to like all the time. I once tried to tip there and it went horribly wrong because I'm right. really bad at it. I'd never done it before and I was like, oh God, I should tip the, the woman who washes my hair. Well, you don't tip, well, don't tip everybody. You don't no, tip, but you I tip tipped her because oh, she's got the Thanks for walking me over the to most... the sink. Here's a fiver. No, yeah, well, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. The, the woman who walked me over to the to the sink, I handed her a fiver and she was like, what do you want me to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> and it was really uncomfortable. It was like I was trying to I'm pay her off. Who, who but where do you fiber for walking them to the sink? Where do you put the tip then? Well, at the end when you pay, you just say and and here's a little something for my stylist. Them. What for? <laughs> what do so you go and here's a little something for the woman who washed the head? I don't do that. <laughs> you can do. You could do. You could do that if you want. Here's, here's, a, here's a pound for the uh, the person who washed my hair. Yeah, you could do that. I did it you on the floor. You don't hand them a fiver as you're going over. Yeah, it was really it was really uncomfortable. I thought I was Lloyd couldn't, being... Lloyd couldn't tip him at all. He was ca- he was carrying his uh, was carrying wearing... his rolled up bed and everything. Wasn't he? I was wearing one of those sheets, you know, one of the you know the, the gowns. So it, ta- oh, yeah, it yeah. takes a while to figure out like where the gap is. So it's like, <laughs> like the hand couldn't come out holding a fiver. It was really uncomfortable. Lloyd was too busy what? dismantling and putting back together his gun. <laughs> as quick as he could. I I bouncing thought a coin I was too busy bed. jogging on the spot. Wouldn't you, lad? <laughs> Singing, I've got a girl girl who's prettier than yours. I thought once at a gig that I was being tipped by an audience member. Um, This, so actually, the gig hadn't happened, and I was waiting in the bar to catch a train back to London. And there was a woman there with a guy that I got chatting to. And I was sort of complaining, oh, you know, I've come all this way and I'm not going to make any money from the gig. And I was just having a bit of a moan and a beer while I was waiting for the train. <laughs> and as she was leaving, she shook my hand. And you know when in the movies they have a folded up note in the palm of their hand? Yeah. <laughs> when they're tipping like a bellboy or something or, you know, a concierge outside a hotel. I thought she was giving me money secretly because I was mourning about not, not being paid for the gig. And so my immediate reaction was to try and give it back to her. <laughs> and in the process of trying to give it back to her, I realised it wasn't money. It was a note that she'd written me. <gasps> no. Saying that she was no longer happy with the guy that she was with. And if we wanted to hook up, this was her mobile number. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he saw this happening because... Because <gasps> you, you thought... kept trying to push it back. <laughs> I thought she was trying to give me a five pound note <laughs> rather than a night of unbridled passion. <laughs> Which would you rather? Worth five pounds. <laughs> Worth five pounds. After 2020, I, should, I would have taken the fiver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. We'd all have done gigs that we wouldn't have done, we're all doing things we wouldn't have taken a year or two ago. I was, uh, when I was on tour, <laughs> I was on tour, uh, what year was it now? 2019, in 2021 now, 2019, I was on uh, tour before it all st- came st- stopped. Hopefully, it'll come back. Uh, we were on tour. We were up in the northeast somewhere. Uh, me and just my tour manager. That's all. There's only two of us uh, at, at that point of the tour. Uh, and uh, me and Simon, my tour manager. And we went back to a, a hotel. 
And it was it was like it was like one of those it was I, I don't know what it was, right? I don't know what chain of hotel it was, but it wasn't like it wasn't a posh one, it wasn't like a country hotel five star with a golf club. So it was, you know, it was a swimming pool. It was a it was a inner city sort of Travel, it was a vending machine in the lobby. It was one of those. Travel right? lodge. It was like a travel lodge <laughs> or something. I don't know. It could have pre- premier in travel lodge. Uh, one of those. Right? One of those ones. Come on. Right. I was in the lobby. We got we right. got back at about. Uh, we went some food after the gig and stuff. Got got back there about midnight, and in the lobby, there's you know there's a um, a night porter type person sitting there bored, and then there was a whole family from the northeast pissed up in the lobby. Right. <laughs> And me and Simon, my tour manager, walk in, and most of them didn't say anything. One of them recognizes me, right? And he's like, uh, "Yo, you're off the, off the telly. Yo, like, I'm seeing you on the telly." And then he starts calling. <laughs> he starts calling all the others over, right? All this fucking gang. What, of what mates. are they doing in the lobby? Oh. I don't know. They're pissed. They've been out. I, I, I would have. I would have pushed but, the vending machine on top of him and then got lifted. <laughs> they're trying room. to get. They're oh, trying to get. Yeah. I don't know. They're trying to have a fucking twix or something. Like that. <laughs> Whole family, whole families here, right? All whole like generations of this family. They're all crowding round now. I don't put in recognize it. You know, they, you know, people get aggressive. If they don't recognize you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this happens so often where somebody comes up and goes, "Hey, look who it is! He's famous. He's off the TV." If somebody doesn't recognize you, they get really aggressive. Get, I don't fucking know who he is. I don't fucking recognize him. They get really defensive. <laughs> yeah, they get really yeah. defensive. They, go, they don't recognize you. They also change from. Newcastle to Yorkshire. It did, it did, yeah. Yeah, but the, the last time it happened was in Yorkshire that somebody went, I don't fucking know. I, I, yeah, I don't anyway, fucking recognize back, him. Back to the lobby. Anyway, back to the back to the lobby. So there's all these Northern Geordie types are all crowded round. And they're going, I fucking, I fucking on the TV. I'm like, and there's, there's everyone, I don't fucking recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it before in my life. And I was like, well, it's not my problem. <laughs> don't blame me. To don't have a go at me because I'm not famous enough for you to recognize. And then, and then one of them goes, must, he must be in his early 20s. He goes, Hey, I'm fucking, I'm getting married. In, in about three weeks, I'm getting married. Do you want to play my wedding? Right? And, uh, this, is one of the, this is one of the people who didn't recognize me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I went, Oh, no, I, I can't. I'm on tour. I'm really busy at the moment. He goes, 300 quid. 300 quid. He goes, you want to play my fucking wedding? 300 quid. He's gone to Yorkshire again. <laughs> I'm fucking playing my wedding for three hundred pound, and, and, I, and I was going, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. I don't, I don't do weddings. I don't want to ruin your day. He's like three hundred fucking quid. Who the fuck do you think he is? Three hundred quid. I'm offering him three hundred. Hey John, come over here. I'm fucking in. Hey Barry. And all of them crowding round now, fucking prodding me and pushing me because I wouldn't do his gig for three. I wouldn't play his wedding for three hundred pounds. He's like fucking three hundred pounds. Who turns down three hundred fucking pounds at this time of night? When are you going to get better offer than that? I was like, I haven't come here to get a fucking offer for a gig. I'm not standing in the lobby of this travel lodge looking for gigs. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the best offer I'm going to get at half past twelve at night in a travel lodge lobby in fucking Sunderland, mate. I realise that. Three hundred. He was so offended that I would not take three hundred quid. Who did, who did I think I was? He didn't even recognize. I don't even recognize you. you would, <laughs> just abusing somebody in the lobby and then hoping they'll do you play your wedding three weeks later. Also, it'll only walk under the bridge by the time I get to the wedding. Seen. Yeah, exactly. But also, his his fiance would have been livid. You've done what? <laughs> I, I've never heard of him. <laughs> It was on the recommendation of one of the party, one of the group who said I was on TV and I was quite good. That, that this guy was like on trust, going, "All right, I'll give him three hundred pound." Then I was like, <laughs> on trust. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go to so someone's good. wedding I didn't know for three hundred quid. No, you you were oh, offered to go. 
No. Well, just turn up at somebody's wedding nah, you didn't know for weddings are hard work. You don't have to stay, Roy. Just take the money and go, don't you? What's the, what's the deal? Weddings are hard work. No, I don't mean you just turn up, you know, and get 300 notes off the priest and then get, <laughs> so, jump in the car. It's like being in the House of Lords. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's, I, the last one I was offered was a thousand pound, and I said to the guy, "Well, how come you got offered seven hundred quid more than me? It was yours in the lobby? Who, where was yours? <laughs> <laughs> was yours in the travel lodge? It was in Wales. It was in Wales somewhere, and I was on my way to another gig, and I think it was through off the curb. They rung me up and they said, "You can do this guy's wedding for a grand." And I said, "No, I tell him like if he wants if you if he wants to spend a grand to make his wedding better, put it behind the bar, like or a bouncy castle." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god totally or a chocolate fountain <laughs> it's either lloyd or a chocolate fountain <laughs> which is the less hygienic <laughs> don't answer that <laughs> right then on with the show well, our first frothy story shall we mm-hmm. cool eastenders star nick berry <laughs> 50, you remember Nick Berry, Lloyd? Where do you? Yeah, he was a he was a star of Heartbeat, truly. Yeah. Yes. Kisses EastEnders me. before that, though, wasn't it? Yeah, in the 80s. EastEnders star oh. Nick Berry, 57, looks unrecognisable as he sports a white beard and, and grey hair during a visit to the tip. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what, is he in disguise? Is he fly tipping? We'll find out. 18 years after quitting acting. I tell you what, this, this, this story's hot of the press, isn't it? This is, a, <laughs> this is a big story. Just 18 years after quit, quitting, maybe waiting outside his house oh. for perhaps for 18 years, yeah. he's finally gone to the tip. <laughs> At last, the story, the big At story last. they'd be waiting for. But what's his house like if it's only now he's going to the tip? <laughs> he must have been to the tip before, but maybe they just didn't get papped. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, shocked at fame. He's managed... And- He's managed to like give them the slip for eighteen years. <laughs> they, they, they've documented the whole thing with photographs that are absolutely amazing. I'll, sh- I'll show you in a minute. We'll put them on the uh, amazing, social media it? for the Froth Podcast social media. Is it so because nightclubs are is shut? He, is he taking stuff to the tip to drop off, or is he going to the tip shop to see if he can grab himself a bargain? Ah. No, he's, well, we'll find out. Lloyd, you can do both. <laughs> We used oh, to yeah, do both oh, yeah. as a family. Well, no, as in me and my brother would go. Going to the tip was such a treat in our house. I still quite like going. My to the parents tip. love it. I still. Quite my like grandfather it. got me the Millennium Falcon from the tip. What? What do you mean, lad? You know the Star Wars um, spaceship that. Uh, yeah, everyone Han wanted. Solo and, and what, Chewbacca. He went to the, the tip, and that, that was there sticking out of a. <laughs> no, the real one. That was like, there was sticking it... out of a thing. Was it sticking out of one of those? <laughs> sticking out of a container. <laughs> It's like glass, rats, <laughs> a rat just sitting on Falcons. it. <laughs> no, the toy. It was a toy one. Oh, toy that, one. Uh, Obviously, the toy yeah, it was one. V- very popular. It was really popular. What was it doing at the tip? I don't know, but we got we yeah, you got Star Wars men there as well, which what? were also was he, was he really did he get popular. in the container? Did he, did he did he like climb through the little hole at the front? What are you talking about? What? Well, the, the tip. You've the never Millennium been to Falcon. the tip. This is the problem. I have been to the tip. The tip. They've got big like skips and containers with a little hole to put your yeah. glass bottles through and stuff. Now that only came in in the late noughties. <laughs> Before it was just a pile of rubbish. It was just a pile was, of yeah, landfill. It was like an open. It was like an open tip. 
<laughs> and then you just tip. walked around like looking skip. for TVs and stuff. That's not a council tip, just just a big pile. It was of in back back in my day. It was. Did we you, used to you, walk you... around looking for um like TVs and stuff. All right. It was a big hill of right. rubbish. I'll let you off. Go on then. It was ours was different. There were bays, right? Yeah. Exactly. With, uh, different things in each exactly. bay. So you. Yeah, we had that it as well. It was just a big mound, like a mountain <laughs> Maybe outside I'm, the I'm town. Thinking, hang on, I'm thinking of Heathcliff the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> you're remember? thinking of Stig of the Dump. Yeah, I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah, that. You're, you are, yeah. <laughs> we did used to go, though. Such a treat. A-levels. I remember for a, as a break, I would just go to the tip. <laughs> Fair enough. Just come out of there, Well, <laughs> EastEnders star Nick Berry has been. He shot to fame after portraying Simon Wicks in EastEnders. That's right. And Sergeant Nick Rowan. In Heartbeat in the 80s and 90s. And Nick Berry looked worlds away from his characters. <laughs> why, why would you go to the tip just as a, a policeman from the 60s? <laughs> 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 or a bartender? <laughs> what are they doing? I tell you what, that, that Heartbeat, that must be a dream job yes. for an actor to, to play a character who has the, the same first name yeah. that you already have. Dream job. Is that the dream? Do you think that's his audition, Lloyd? He'd be like, well, my name is Nick, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Berry looked worlds away from his characters as he cut a very casual figure during a trip to a tip in Essex on Tuesday. Well, you would be casual going to the tip, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's very unusual yeah, that people get up dress- formally dressed to go to the tip. Isn't Ex- it? Well, yeah. <laughs> you do make oh, an I effort. just need to find my cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Berry, look at this. Look at this for a brutal line, right? This is a brutal takedown by the journalist here. The former heartthrob. <laughs> what? <laughs> How to take somebody out in that three is, words. He's still all right. The former heartthrob. He's still a, yeah. a very is handsome. Look. Hang on, look, look. <laughs> it's like the former heartthrob. Yeah, but come on. Imagine being described as a former heartthrob. He's wearing purple trousers. Be fair, he's he's not making like GQ's fifty sexiest men in the world anymore, is he? <laughs> Was he, he ever? He like? Actually, actually, if you look at this photo of him carrying like a large lamp that he's going to put in one of the miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> does he look? He does. Like? I'll show you now. I'll come to it in a minute. Carrying a large lamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah go. he's already got romantic lighting. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of him in heartbeat as a policeman. I can't see. That's him. That's him. That's oh, the... he is nice there. <laughs> there's him. There's him taking a lamp to the tip. Yeah, he's taking a big lamp. <laughs> taking a big standard lamp. Big he's still lamp nice. He's still. He's not a former heartthrob. Well, that's what it says here. How to take somebody down in three words? <laughs> the former heartthrob. Are you Nick Berry, a uh, former heartthrob? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> You've let yourself go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. The former heartthrob 57 was almost unrecognisable. <laughs> almost. As he sported a white beard and grey locks did while they... dropping off some old bits of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, did they follow him to the tip? I don't know. I think he's... I don't know. They had a, they had a, they had a tip off. Hey! <laughs> I think he's a, probably a member of the public with a, with a phone. Everybody's a journalist these days. <laughs> Nick, who made his last TV appearance in 2012, at the funeral of his on-screen EastEnders mother, Pat Butcher, oh. looked relaxed in a khaki jacket and black jumper. 
God, even comment on what you're wearing to the tip. There's no escape. And There's no they escape. Comment on, dashing. They comment on your state of mind. So he looks relaxed. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, my he God. knows his way around the tip. <laughs> Look, imagine, he looks stressed as shit as he tried to work. Actually, the reality would be he looks stressed as shit as he tried to work out which fucking bin to put a big standard yeah. lamp in. Oh, Is he it got, the electrics? Is it small appliances? Has he got shouted at by a man who works in the little booth for not putting the electrics right. into the right place? Oi, that goes in miscellaneous. Oi, Nick Berry, former heartthrob. That's not where it goes. <laughs> hey, Berry, you might have been a heartthrob 18 years ago when you last appeared on TV. You're nobody around you. This is my tip. So did somebody sell these pictures to the press? Yeah, they've gone to all of them. They've all. They've How all much did they get? I don't know. How much would you get? How much you want for Nick Berry? I've got Nick Berry at the tip. Anyone? <laughs> six, what, six former heartthrob? If it's 300 quid to get Rod to play your wedding... <laughs> I reckon a picture of Nick Berry at the tip. What, 75 quid? Really? How much would it be for me to go to the tip? That day, I could have played that person's wedding, stopped at the tip on the way back, Sean could have taken a picture of me. We could have made about 350, 375 quid that day. That's brilliant. I hate to think how they describe you with that beard. Yeah, good point. How would they describe you? (laughs) Not as a former art throb, do I? (laughs) Former art throb. Current art throb. (laughs) No. Uh, heart throb would not be potential mentioned. heart attack. <laughs> potential heart attack. He ensured. Were you, weren't you like seventh best looking man in Wales once? Oh, I was first. First. Were you? Yeah, ten years yeah. ago. I'm a for, former heart throb. I was number like thirty. Before Richard Burton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one year. Yeah, but he is dead. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, but he's hot though. Eh? He is hot. I know, but I'd be really disappointed if I lost to a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Dame Judy, even, ba- even a former um, heartthrob. Dame Shirley Bassey was ahead of me. Yeah, but she still is more attractive. Darling, she was eighty. <laughs> she was 80, 80 yesterday, I think. Oh, yeah, she is actually wonderful. Know, but she'd get Have away you with seen late seventies. arms. She's incredible. <laughs> what did you say? She'd get away with late seventies. <laughs> who is who is the current sexiest? Uh, Man and stopped, woman of I, think I think they've stopped, stopped doing, doing it, it because it was off, like really kind of <laughs> upsetting <awful>. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because yeah, that, that, that Steve Jones has got to be up there. I think, I think they Steve suddenly realised there weren't any attractive people from Wales. <laughs> It was getting ridiculous. And people were they being let in the... for their personality. Once, once I was number one, I think they decided that was enough. Enough was enough. <laughs> they, they stopped the competition. They stopped it because they went, this is a, if this is what we're having to put at number one because of the lack of competition, let's just give it up. <laughs> they used to do a weird thing in the, in the um, Swan's Evening Post. It was like, <laughs> who's got the fittest baby? <laughs> They must have stopped doing that now, surely. Lloyd, did they use the word fit? <laughs> well, it was like... It was like was a, that their words or yours, Lloyd? Is it their words like or yours? A, the centre pages, you know, it was like once a year, was just like hundreds of profile photographs of babies <laughs> with the names and the ages underneath. Oh, God. Saying, look how, look how good-looking these babies are. <laughs> And then I think the readers <laughs> voted. I think if you voted, you were, you were probably hot. added to some sort of register. <laughs> it was actually an armistice. <laughs> what? Most of them are toddlers now. Some of them former heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> former heartthrob, seven. Imagine, <laughs> imagine phoning up. Number yeah. three, definitely. My baby's really hot. <laughs> My baby's really hot. Take a photo. God. Uh, 
Nick Berry <laughs> ensured that to stay safe amid the UK's lockdown, uh, oh, he ensured he stayed safe by donning a face mask after getting out of his car. Good for him. They've got all the details here, as well as sticking to all social distancing regulations. Flipping <laughs> He's not in any trouble. Uh, the former actor who quit the profession in 2003 to be a stay-at-home dad, it's nice, was seen dropping off two large bags. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nick had a stellar acting career on British television, but stepped away from the screen aged 39 to raise his two sons. Mm. Uh, after springing to fame as Simon Wicks in EastEnders in 1985, Barry left in 1990 and decamped to the Yorkshire Dales for a six-year stint as Heartbeat Sergeant Nick Rowan. I've never seen Heartbeat. Um, before taking on the role of harbour master Mike Nichols in Harbour Lights. Anyone remember that? No, I didn't see no. that. No. No. <laughs> he reached heartthrob status with hordes of screaming fans besieging the BBC studios where the soap was filmed. I'll tell you what, the tip is very quiet by comparison if you look at the pictures. <laughs> Sounds like he had a good clear there's, out. There's one bloke in the booth. He's doing a crossword. <laughs> no, he's shouting at him. <laughs> he's clapping him. There was a, even a brief pop career too. Yeah, yeah, I remember that actually. Every loser wins. I don't remember the song. Yeah. Oh, that he sang that today. Fate holds the key. Oh, nice. <laughs> there was even a brief pop career too. In 1986, Barry released a single, "Every Loser Wins." Was he in a white shirt and soft focus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that hit right? Okay, definitely soft focus. Soft focus, which became the you second. You never wear a white shirt to the tip. <laughs> <laughs> It became Dressing the second biggest, the second biggest selling record in the UK that year. Ooh, really? Fun. Hot. Yeah. Uh, save in for what, filming. What year was this? Do, uh, let's have a look. Eighteen. Do you remember, do you remember Anita, Anita Dobson? Yeah. Um, released I mean, the, 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 the EastEnders theme tune. Yeah. But with uh, anyone can fall in love. Oh. That's the easy part. It ain't all that clever. Any. <laughs> Are they the real words? <laughs> yeah. 1986. So he, he had the um, second highest selling song in the UK in 1986. Yeah. Hang on though, wasn't the Birdie song like number one? So that's the le- that's the standard. I'm gonna go for what was the highest sell? I'm gonna go for oh, not Sledgehammer, but that was 86. Was it? Yeah. Tapau. Bangles. Tapau was 85, I think. Was it China in my hand? Or oh, we're on to pop trivia. Let's get back to Nick. I'm having a look now. Barry, have a look. Producing. Producing. But bearing in mind... Barry on Zoom. Producing. (laughs) What was it? We were laughing the other day about how Northern Soul and stuff, and also how Ah. in the North, like say 1990, where things like Stone Roses and really brilliant music was like taking over. And where we were from, it was still the Birdie song. (laughs) It was like... You know what I mean? Like Hacienda. (laughs) While... while... While Manchester was rocking with the, the Hacienda and raves really and, cool and Stone Roses in Carmarthen. <laughs> no, no, that was later. That was the year 2000. I know, I know well. The dance floor was packed. And people like passing a balloon in between their knees. Super cock. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, I'll just quickly give you the... Not great time we had. The rundown from five to one of the best-selling songs of 1986. At number five is Chain Reaction by... Oh, amazing. Chain Reaction. Next. Number four, Cliff Richard and the Young Ones, Living Doll. Oh, yeah. When? Oh, yeah, the Young Ones, of course. 
That's a, that's a no. quick impression of Lloyd singing Living Dong. Number three, and I'd forgotten about this song, Boris Gardner's I Wanna Wake Up With You. Remember that song? I don't yeah, remember I do. that. Wanna wake that up. I can't remember anything else about it, but I wanna I'll wake up. I'll be there when you're by my side. Oh. I want All you to be the night. first thing that I see. I don't remember that at all. Wake up with you. Number two. Was Nick Berry number one? As we one? know, it was Nick Berry. Oh, right, with Nick every Berry. Loser wins. Every loser right. wins. Number one, best selling single of 1986 in the United Kingdom was. Belinda Carlisle. Wow. No, it was the Communards with Don't Leave Me oh, This I Way. Oh, I love that song. Leave Me This Way. I can't survive. I can't stay alive without your love. Such a good song. But don't leave song. me this world. Baby. Baby. My heart is <laughs> full of love and it's not for you. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, that's the charts. Back to Nick Barry. Okay. At one point. <laughs> oh, here we go. Was he trying to trying to scam the amount of the wee bridge, was he? Did he kick? <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he was rumoured to have been offered to Nick Berry a two oh, million bond. pound, a two million what? pound golden handcuffs deal by EastEnders executives. I thought you were going to say a fiver for the lamp. <laughs> 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 At one point, he was rumoured to be offered a two million pounds golden wow. handcuff steal by EastEnders. I thought you were going to say the Masons. No. <laughs> golden handcuffs. You know what a golden handcuff steal is? No. Hang on. You're tied to the show until you die. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. Yeah. yeah. Or till the end of a contract, whichever comes sooner. Right. Okay. <laughs> is that what Ian like Beale is? Anton Deck have got that with ITV, I think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Sort of like life imprisonment in like entertainment. Yeah. And they try and <laughs> yeah. judge but, it up but a for bit by saying it's gold. gold. <laughs> or, or something allegedly. Don't know. Yeah. But is that what Ian Beale has? Ian Beale. Yeah. He's been in it since he was sixteen, hasn't he, or something? Adam Wood yet. Yeah. He has been in it for a long time. Speaking to the Daily Mail in 2011. Why? <laughs> Speaking to the Daily Hate in 2011 about his decision to step away from the spotlight, Nick said, I chose to be a stay-at-home dad and have loved it. I always oh. said that when the boys were teenagers, I could go back, but the longer you don't do something, the harder it is to do it. That is true of true. everything except going to the toilet. <laughs> Bit of advice. <laughs> <laughs> The longer you don't do something, the harder it is to do it. And I haven't really missed it. There you go. And there's a picture of him with a lamp again. I mean, they put that in he twice. He seems like an absolutely nice. top-class bloke. Yeah. yeah, he seems like a nice guy. And yeah, Socially distancing, wearing his mask, didn't take the golden he be... handcuffs. He brought up his two kids, stay-at-home dad. He takes his stuff to the tip responsibly, doesn't fly tip. I mean, what? Yeah, he could have How put could he that be a lamp... better man? He could have thrown that lamp in a river. Or put it on, signed it and put it on eBay. <laughs> Lamp for my heart from for my heart from Nick Berry selling lamp. He gave me this forty watt lamp. Needs, needs plug. <laughs> that needs rewiring because it, Bul- it's a bit iffy. plug not 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 supplied. <laughs> it says here the former actor. I mean, this is the kind of detail you want in a news report, in a frothy news story. This is the sort of detail you want. The former actor took off his mask as he stepped towards the boot of his car. <laughs> It's like a Dan Brown novel now. Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it 
Uh, then he's, he's talking, I, I don't know whether he said this at the boot of his car, whether he turned around and said, well, I'd never say never. I'm genuinely happy as I am. <laughs> so he takes off his mask, walks around to the boot of his car, and, and in the middle of the tip, just shouts to nobody, well, I'd never say never, but I'm genuinely happy as I am. <laughs> no one's I, asking I'm revising me. My, You're right. I'm revising my opinion of him now. <laughs> he he's, says, gone, he's gone crazy and he's having a conversation with a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> the job was great, he said. You're driven everywhere. What's You're... he talking about now? EastEnders. I think I presume he means in the spotlight. Yeah. Right. So heartbeat EastEnders. Right. You're Number driven two, everywhere. Selling Harbour lights. Harbour lights. The job was great. You're driven everywhere. Fed every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. I no, no, that's that's pate. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that's a foie gras goose. I think he's mistaken himself for that. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they ram it down you with a wooden spoon. Yeah, he's definitely got the he's definitely got the... <laughs> Nick, I think I'm not sure this is acting anymore. <laughs> You're driven everywhere, fed every five minutes, and told what to do and where to go. <laughs> what I struggled with was that the boys were very young and I felt like I was away filming all the time. Fair play. True. I'd been blessed with these little people, I presume that's his kids, <laughs> and yet <laughs> that were all the production team on EastEnders are quite short. <laughs> I've been blessed with these little people and yet I wasn't really there I realised I wanted to be at home fair play Nick despite his spectacular screen success East London born Berry said he wasn't a natural actor I was never that comfortable in the spotlight some of the egos you can do without a lot of actors take themselves so seriously but by and large you're getting paid to show off Ooh. I tell you what I, I rather like Former heartthrob Nick Berry. Do you? I like Nick Berry. I do. Get him on the phone, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we honestly, I think we should try. Let's get him on the phone. I reckon. Oh no, he doesn't want the spotlight. Actually, this podcast perfect. Exactly. Under the radar. <laughs> Under the radar. He gets more attention. Go to the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's another frothy story for you. If that one wasn't frothy enough, try this out. 
human foot in Gateshead Field turns out to be a potato. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. It's a nice headline, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's a good, you know, it's, it's a, a happy good, ending. It's a good it? headline. Yeah. Human foot in Gateshead Field turns out to be a potato. A suspected human foot buried in a muddy field turned out to be a potato. <laughs> After a large-scale police search. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I mean, arguably, it could have been solved by just reaching Dropping down out. and picking it up. And going, oh, look, it's oh, a potato. Oh, just having a, look, having a look and going, that's a potato. Having a closer look, yeah. You know that foot you yeah, found you need... in the field of potatoes? Yeah. It's a potato. Yeah. <laughs> this, this story need... should be, closer look reveals that <laughs> reveals potato. You just need one cop and a trower. <laughs> you don't even need a, tr- a trower. It's sticking out, mate. And they don't need to be a cop. <laughs> they don't need to be a cop. <laughs> I guess, yeah, the actual f- field owner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not a foot. <laughs> I don't grow feet. A suspected human foot. I don't grow feet. Is that I a foot or a feet. potato? Hang on a minute. What did I plant? <laughs> <laughs> what did I plant a few months ago? I mean, it was quite ago? some time ago, and I was, was having a bit of a hard time. Yeah. But it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was potato. <laughs> was it human feet? So, or was it potato seeds? Um, also, I mean, if you were disposing of a body, yeah, you know, you're supposed to put them like six foot under, aren't you? You're not supposed to leave. Yeah, but what if you bury them upside? What if you? What if you? What if you, what if you dig it? What if you dig it vertically? <laughs> you go down six foot, but they're six foot tall. They're six foot one, and you upside do it vertically. Down. You could easily just have a big toe sticking out the top. I'd put a mound of earth on it. <laughs> Make it look like a mole. Lloyd. You've thought of everything. Yeah. You've thought of everything, Lloyd, about how to bury a six-foot person in a six-foot hole. Yeah, <laughs> little, little mole hill on the top. That'd Actually, be very that's, suspicious. That is a really good idea. Disguise it potatoes, as a mole hill. If there was a little mole hill, you'd be like, "Hang on, Lloyd's what? buried something." <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or a mole. Uh, a suspected human foot buried in a muddy field turned out to be a potato after a large-scale police search. A dog walker in Gateshead, just up in the northeast, isn't it? Sent officers. You can do your accent again. I can do my accent again. Yeah, what the fuck's that? Like, yeah, is that a potato <laughs> or a human? Uh, so bad. I will get you. But I plant there now. I plant your feet. Was it? What did I plant there now? <laughs> a dog walker in Gateshead sent officers a photograph of what appeared to be a toe. Poking out of the soil. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's one thing, isn't it? I mean, it's one thing to take a picture of Nick Berry at a tip if you're a member of the public. <laughs> take a picture of a potato sticking out and send it to the police. Going to think it's a human toe. <laughs> it's all you're, not, said. you're not allowed. I mean, I, I you I are allowed to photograph about, potatoes, like. But I don't think. <laughs> You're not allowed to take your dog onto the beach for certain months of the year. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to walk your dog through a potato field. <laughs> True. Good point. <laughs> a dog if I gates. found what I thought was a little toe poking out of the soil when do? I was trespassing in a potato field... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mention I'd it. Sc- I'd scoop some of the earth away. But then your fingerprints see- are on, are on a, a dead body light. You thought about that? Yeah, but you, I'm not going to report my own murder, am I? No, but you you're not the murderer. You're walking along in a field with your dog, right? Yes. And then you stumble across, you think, <gasps> what's that? A human foot. I think, I don't think you would reach down and brush the dirt off it and out. 
would you? Because then your fingerprints are all I, over a potential. No, no, but I'm not good. I'm. Well, you think I'm? I'm potentially then contaminating the crime You're going to be free. Of course, yeah. you're potentially contaminating if you brush the dirt off a human foot. Of course, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> unless you've got one of those forensic CSI brushes, to, or, a, or you've got your archae- your, your archaeology for dummies kit with you in your back pocket. Archaeology for dummies. I'd use <laughs> what I would use. I would brush. use the fronds from a nearby carrot. Oh, you'd have to go to, that'd, have to, that'd be in a different field, it's just, like, surely. It, yeah, it's in a different field, two fields down. Well, I just think... <laughs> to use the fronds of a nearby <laughs> carrot. Yeah, to, <laughs> to, to brush a natural off. forensic duster to, to like, clear... Why aren't no, people you, using seen... this in the CID? Why aren't people using this? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine there's a cop I'm... who keeps using veg. <laughs> I'm talking about improvising at the scene. I see. You know, okay. like rabies. Yes. Okay. I got broken into one time and the the police came around to take fingerprints and this was years and years ago and my flatmate, we were both comedians, and someone had, had given us a little bag of uh, don't try this at home folks, uh, a little bag of um of uh uh, well, marijuana is no other way of saying it, right? And, 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 and the police... There's, the loads police of, um, there's loads of other ways of saying it. Yeah, Weed. Yeah, actually, pots, grass. Pot, yeah, yeah, grass, yeah. green. Wacky backy. Yeah. And, and, and uh, um, so they're, they're, doing, they're doing fingerprints, and I, I presume they, they've nicked everything, so I presume they've taken that as well. And, and actually, it was just sat there. It was just it was really rubbish, sort of homegrown weed someone had given us. And the police... How do you know it was uh, rubbish? Uh, someone told me. <laughs> This is rubbish the, weed. The police, the police came in. They went, uh, uh, "Do you know what this is? This yours?" And I went, "No." And they went, "Okay, well, we'll, we'll send this off for fingerprints. It must be theirs. They must have left it here." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so the woman's in the bedroom doing like fingerprints of where they came in through the window. And I walk in there and I see the bag behind her. And I quickly walk in. I pick the bag up and I go, "Do you know what this is?" She goes, "Don't touch it." Don't touch it. Oh, oh, sorry. The fingerprints are over. Put it back down again. <laughs> I go, I, I go, I go back, I go back, and the the, the, the police says there's a, the woman doing the creep, the scene of crime, doing the uh, fingerprints. And was the, she using a carrot front? Just to be clear, <laughs> she was, was she using yeah. a carrot and dusting for. Did she have a little trolley full of veg? <laughs> and uh, and he came and he said, is, "Is this yours?" And I said, uh, "I said no, it's not." He said, look, "Look, if it is, it doesn't matter. Just tell me because otherwise we're going to waste time." The finger went, and I'm thinking, oh, "What do I say?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's not mine." And then I went. Hang on a minute. Let me just call my flatmate, right? And I pretended to call my flatmate. I went, "Hello, mate. It's me." Yeah. I said, "You've got police here at the moment. They just found what I, I don't know. It appears to be some sort of like grass. So it's like it's like a plant oh, in is. a bag." Oh, it, oh, it is. Uh, uh, oh, all right. Thanks a lot. I said, "Yeah, it's his." <laughs> it's his. His name is uh, so and so. He lives here. This is. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine if the phone had a rang while I was on the phone. Oh. <laughs> pretending to or, phone calls the police. If they'd said, <laughs> oh, we'll just it. wait here until he gets back then. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh... You've got to worry okay. about the competence of the police and they didn't even notice you hadn't made a phone call. You were acting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and he gave it back. They gave it back. Really? And yeah. they didn't notice that giant bong you were hiding behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a dog walker in gate said. Okay. So she's found a toe sticking out. She sent yeah. sent a photograph to the police of a toe poking out the sock. After carrying out the search in the dark with specialist dogs. Why the? All oh, right, okay. Because in the dark. 
That's why it took They've so long. They've got dogs they can see in the dark. They in stopped the, off in the carrot field. But it, if it had been in, <laughs> if it had been in the day, they'd have gone. No, it's a potato. Library photo. They could have waited until daybreak. I mean, if it was yeah. a fact, it wasn't going anywhere, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to potato. <laughs> Which one is it? Which could have made off under the cover of darkness. Uh, depends where the harvest is. <laughs> After carrying out the search in the dark with specialist dogs, officers discovered it was a potato. Well, there we are. Look at this, with a mushroom growing next to it. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Uh, it doesn't mention, she did, the person dog walker didn't mention the mushroom. No, well, she just thought it was a toe. She thought it was a toe with a mushroom growing next to it. <laughs> uh, police praised the woman for her vigilance. Really? Said the call had been made in good faith. Northumbria police said the photograph sent on Tuesday when the woman had returned home from her walk in the Winlerton area did show what appeared to be a human foot. Inspector Phil Hamlani said the person who called this in was very concerned and in the picture she sent us, the object did look like it could be human remains. It was already dark by the time we got a call and so we had to deploy search teams to track down the scene to rule out any foul play. The search team did have a chuckle when they realised it was a potato. (laughs) The call was made in good faith, and we can only praise the vigilance of the woman who made the call. He urged anyone who finds themselves in a similar situation. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Yeah. What, she, what should we do? And she found a, she found a, she found a nearby carrot and went back to the police and said, "Someone's murdered a snowman." <laughs> <laughs> he urged anyone who finds themselves in a similar situation. <laughs> Imagine walking. I'll be walking with Rosie tomorrow. Oh, hang on, mate. I saw a story about this. (laughs) (laughs) That that does look like a human thing. Oh, no, it's a potato. Uh, If it does turn out to be a vegetable. (laughs) What what should you do? Anyone who finds themselves in a similar situation to call the police, adding, if it does turn out to be a vegetable, our police dogs will thank you for the treat. Oh, they eat veg, do they? (laughs) They're not supposed to eat raw potatoes, dogs. (laughs) It's poisonous. Yeah. Well, nobody is. Next story. Police dog dies after eating. No. <laughs> uh, right, those are your two frothy stories. Nick Berry goes to the tip. Yeah. With a lamp. Yeah. Looking worlds away from the heartthrob of, of yesteryear. I think that's quite a big news story, though. Do you? If I saw him at the tip, I'd be like, wow. Well, maybe then in that case, you will go for the other story, which was the human toe, which wasn't. I think that's the least newsworthy. Yeah. The frothiest. Yeah. The frothier. Yeah, the frothier of the. So you're picking that for froth of the The week, F O T W. Yeah, because Nick going to the tip is quite a big deal. Fair enough. Potato gets it. Congratulations, Potato. Right, Lloyd. uh, Thank you very much for joining us. Thank Uh, you. Take care down under. Thanks. I'm going to go and uh, see if I have any uh, superfluous lumps that I can take the tip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right, there he goes. Ex heartthrob, former heartthrob, Lloyd Langford. No, very much current heartthrob. <laughs> not, not with that haircut, he's not. Oh, it'll grow. When his hair grows back, he might be a heartthrob again. For now, GI Lloyd. He looks like a squaddy. Uh, all right, Lloyd, take care. See you soon. Bye, love. Bye, guys. Right, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening. And thanks to special guest Lloyd Langford and the amazing Josh Phillips, creator of the new Froth theme tune with Brass by Johnny Thurkle. And don't forget you can contact us at the Froth Podcast. 
where you'll get extra frothy content, including unseen bits and exclusive behind-the-scenes videos. And don't forget the exciting new email facility. Our email address is hello at thefrothpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this nonsense, don't forget to like and subscribe. Rate us at five stars. Spread the word. Tell your friends. This podcast was a Land Bobble Vision production produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.